rifling through those long boxes and bagging those books. Welcome to your home for Star Wars comics. This is the Cosmic Force Podcast, a Utini Podcast Network production. And now, here are your hosts, Tyler Reganti, Emma Park, Caleb Lamanek, and Jacob Bosch. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 50 of the Cosmic Force. And on tonight's episode, we are talking about our favorite battles in Star Wars comics. We're talking Starfighters. We're talking Jedi. We're talking lightsabers. We're talking Sith. We're talking bounty hunters. We're talking huts. Yes, battles involving huts. That's the sort of conversation we're going to have tonight. It's going to be a lot of fun. So let's go ahead and say hi to everybody tonight. And we start where we always do. Emma, how are we doing tonight? Doing well. Hey, everybody. Uh, really excited to talk some battles today. Uh, had some awesome Higher Public news. Wasn't anything comics related, but we got a new cover revealed for Path of Deceit, the uh, upcoming, uh, was that, YA, YA novel. And uh, yeah, really excited for that. Uh, also, they said that there's going to be more news at Celebration, so I can't wait to hear what that's all about. So a uh, little bit of Higher Public news to, um, you know, keep the day going. Always a good feeling. So I'm Yeah, ready. we we are probably in that gray area of no news because it's all going to be held for for celebration yes, that's so, so true yeah so don't Very get this don't go to dis- get disappointed if you don't hear any news because it's probably all going to be saved for for, for celebration exactly and we're going to get a giant news dump and then all three of the of our live shows are just going to be like straight up news shows and we all get <laughs> back like <laughs> so you know it, it, it's good and bad <laughs> All right, and we toss it over to Caleb next. Caleb, I see you've brought the tie back. That, that this is in direct correlation to our conversation uh, last week, right? Exactly. Nice. Exactly. I like I've, I've been slacking a, maybe not slacking a little bit, but you know, I'm getting it's temperatures kind of leveling out here a little bit. You know, I realize I've been wearing a little uh, too many uh, button ups. I decided to do a button down. That's with the little uh, collar buttons here. So decided to. Um, uh, pull out a tie, and I'll probably maybe next week I'll do a tie as well. We'll figure it out what the uh, temperature here in Georgia is. Either way, you know we're about to have some pretty big conflicts here in the show. Not between us, well maybe between <laughs> maybe us. Maybe between as us. What co- maybe we'll we'll figure out what actually a battle means. Well, that we when we were doing the show like last week we were talking about it and like very specifically. I think Tyler, you were like, oh by the way, we don't have to talk about this. Let's just pick our favorite battles and go from there. And there was. Very little oversight, which will make a lot of fun, I think. Yes, it is going to be... Uh, apparently, we had different interpretations of the assignment, and we will get to that when we get there. Um, our last host tonight, Jacob, uh, did I see you shadowboxing there for just a second? I, I did. Caleb was talking about getting in a fight, so I started punching him from the previous screen that no one can <laughs> see but the four of us. But it's fine. Um, you know, happy big five zero to everyone. I know we celebrated our one-year anniversary, what? A week ago, two weeks ago now. Yeah, a week ago. Um, and uh, time flying by. But hey, it's we got 50 under our belt now, which I think means, uh, I believe officially, uh, Chris Sprouse has to do a anniversary cover for us. I think that's how that works. Um, <laughs> you know, he's he's made so many that, you know, like, they just keep coming. And like, I was like, oh, there's no more Lucasfilm things to do, like, chronologically. And then it's like, oh, no, yeah, I forgot about Book of Boba Fett. So, you know, I think next is the, yeah, the Cosmic Force cover. So just, you know, hold your breath. Make sure you get those pre-orders in when they come out. But yeah. Emma, add that to our list of things to do when we are in celebration. Okay. We need to address okay. a comic artist about getting 
a Cosmic Force uh, uh, cover. So it's on my list already. I think that's item what like three thousand seven hundred ninety-three in the list, right? Somewhere, somewhere around there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, if you are joining us for the first time, welcome. We are a Star Wars comics podcast that broadcasts live right here on YouTube.com/slash Utini every Wednesday night at eight PM. But if you can't join us live, that is just fine because we are also available on all of your favorite podcasting platforms. We are also a part of the Utini Podcast Network of Shows and a Discord channel at utini.com slash Discord with more than 1,000 members and dozens of channels to choose from. If you like what you see and want to say thanks, then head on over to our Patreon channel at patreon.com slash Utini, where for as little as $5 a month, you can gain exclusive access to the entire Utini Podcast Network of Shows, as well as exclusive merch and community involvement activities. And Emma, I'm going to toss it over to you so you can shout out our new patrons this week. Yes, absolutely. So I want to say a big thank you to Adrian, who changed uh, their tier to annual. So big thank you. And we also have a brand new patron, Liz Hendrick, uh, who is now a monthly patron. So thank you both so, so much. It is because of your support and all of our patrons' support that we're able to do really cool things like Celebration coming up. So we've got a lot of fun uh, stuff coming up there, and we can't wait to share it with you. All right. Uh as we said in the intro, there was some new High Republic news that came out today, but nothing comic specific. So we will let uh, the guys over on Living Force take care of that. So we are going to go ahead and get right into our weekly pull list. So, Jacob, we finally have a week where we don't have just bounty hunters out this week. Yeah, it's uh, you know, a big change for us. Uh, <laughs> after two weeks of just one issue of Bounty Hunters apiece, we have a little variety here. A little bit more to digest. We have uh, Star Wars number 22, The Last Division, written by Charles Soule, with pencils by Ramon Rosanas. The cover is by Carlo Pagalayan. The colorist is Rochelle Rosenberg, and the letterer is Clayton Cowles. We also have Darth Vader number 22, uh, Crimson Havoc, written by Greg Pak, with pencils by Rafael Yanko. Uh, the cover is by Paul Renault. Uh, the colorist is Alex Sinclair, and the letterer is Joe Caramanga. And then lastly, we have a trade paperback. feels like we haven't had one of those in quite a while now. Uh, we have Trail of Shadows, Volume 1, written by Daniel Jose Older. Pencils by David Wachter. The cover is by David Lopez. Uh, the colorist is Giada Marchisio. And the letter is Joe Sabino. So that covers the that collects the entire um, miniseries. If you're looking to pick that up, if you're a big High Republic fan, I would highly recommend it. That cover is so um, cool. But as all... Yeah. It is a very cool cover. There's a lot of cool covers in this series, yeah. even though like the quantity of variants uh, was pretty low. Um, like the, I think it's issue five. Uh, uh, da, uh, it's, I don't know if it, I don't know if it's David Lopez or David Lopez. Um, he did another cover for issue five with um, uh, a cyan hol- holding the lightsaber, and it's probably one of my favorite covers of like all the High Republic. Agreed. Uh, yeah, it's that was sick. sick. So. Uh, if you want to pick those up, you can uh, check out the links in the YouTube description if you're watching us live and grab any of those on Comixology. Yeah, I definitely recommend, as Jacob said, we definitely recommend you picking up the um, Trail of Shadows. Um, probably one of the most influential comics that we have out right now for the High Republic. Um, really has a lot of a lot of fun, um, interesting world-building, you know, events in it. So do not uh, miss that if you were waiting on the trade paperback to come out. So, absolutely, yeah. There's a lot of teeth on that one, and I, I think the most, the, the biggest thing I'm excited about is now it's out here in trade paperback. We can do a roundtable soon. Yes, it's, it's, so. it's coming soon. Yep, can't wait to share that with soon-ish. you guys. Yes, 
All right, so let's go ahead and get into what we're loving this week. Um, as far as we don't have any art this week, but as far as what we're reading, I don't have my prop. Um, for those of you who watched Legends Look Back, uh, was that last week? Yeah, it was last week. Um, I yep. joined uh, the Legends Look Back team, uh, and we have a, a nice, friendly little competition uh, for whoever can read the most Legends books. Uh, by the end of the calendar year, uh, myself, Freddie, and Jared are all getting very close to finishing our entire adult novel, the entire adult novels for, for Legends. Um, I forgot my book somewhere, um, but I'm about a third of the way through uh, Mercy Kill, uh, which is one of the later uh, novels that was released uh, for Legends. So having lots of fun with that. Um, it's It's... It's nice to go back to a Legends book every because it's a it's written completely different, and those of you who watch Legends Look Back will understand what I mean by that. Um, but it's been a lot of fun. So, Jared, Freddie, I hope you are uh, taking this as seriously as I am because I am already a third of the way through a book. Uh, because I don't want to read a Star Trek book um, because that's just that's oh. not anything that. Oh, I is that do. what the loser has to do? That, that, I was about to say what, like, what is the loser? That's what the loser to has to do. The loser, the the person who reads the least cannot pick up another Star Wars book until they read a Star Trek book oh, of my. Rick's choosing. But what it oh, oh I was gonna I was just about to ask if Rick lost, but then he's not in the competition. Okay, Rick, okay. I got so, it. I got it. So Rick is in a win win situation because the, the yeah, right. he is he's the moderator. So if he wins, then he just gets to laugh in all of our faces. If he loses, <laughs> well he was just a judge anyway, so it really wasn't he wasn't really as as uh an equal part of the competition as myself freddie and, and jared were so he's in a win-win situation somebody's reading a star trek book and it's not gonna be me <laughs> wow i love the spirit it's bold so it's very bold, bold to, it's boldly going it's somewhere it's boldly going somewhere but it's not coming to my coming to my room so all right did you guys agree on something for the winner um, did you figure or is so I believe the thing that we were talking about, um, we were all going to contribute, uh, I think, up to $20. And since all of us are going to be at Celebration, uh, we were going to walk the show floor and go find uh, a piece of Legends-y uh, sort of toys or memorabilia or something uh, that was that, that we were all going to contribute to. And the winner gets gets whatever that is. So oh, I uh, love that. Awesome. Stay tuned for that. Uh, I'm sure we will figure out a way to to document that while we're there. Uh, and yeah, it's going to be a fun competition for the uh, for the rest of the year. Emma, I think you've also got something that uh, that that you're reading. Yeah, I uh, finished Queen's Hope. I uh, really enjoyed it. Uh, I'm pretty sure my signed copy actually uh, is it was delivered to my house this week, so I'm excited to go home to snag that. And um, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Um, if you uh, haven't read Queen's Hope yet and want to catch up on Queen's uh, Shadow and Queen's Peril. I have a, a recap video up on YouTube, and there's also an article on the site if you want to uh, look into that. Um, it definitely ties into the other two books, I think, more than the other two books tied into each other in a way, uh, which is really interesting. And uh, I love the way – I won't say anything more than this, but I love the way that E.K. Johnston writes Anakin. Um, and that's not a spoiler because that was in an excerpt. Um, but, yeah, she does a great job with it. And um, – I don't know. These characters are starting to feel so familiar, uh, not only because of these books, but I mean, we see Sabe so much in the comics now with uh, Darth Vader. And uh, yeah, I'm, I, I loved it. And um, hopefully everybody either had the chance to read it or is going to get the chance to do so soon because uh, it was a fun read. Didn't feel too slow. Um, 
didn't feel like it needed to be any longer or shorter. It it felt great to me. So definitely recommend it. Yeah, those those I read the first two books. Those were very easy, very, very quick reads. I don't want to say easy reads. Those are very quick reads. And actually, that was um, Queen's Peril was the first book that I gave to my nieces uh, for their Star Wars oh, books. Oh, I love uh, that. Because I somehow ordered two and I don't and I didn't remember it. Uh, so rather than have uh, rather than have two books sitting around here collecting dust, I decided to give one to my nieces. So uh, oh, that's a great place to start I, too. I haven't had a chance to check out with them uh, how far they've gotten into it, but uh, they were very excited to, to to get it. Oh, so cute! And the nice part about that book is, like, once they read that, you know they're going to have to watch the Phantom Menace. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's movie night at Uncle Tyler's house. I mean, there you go. Uh, All right, that. Caleb, Jacob, you guys reading anything? Jacob, you reading anything that's not uh, for, for for law school? Does reading mission prompts in Lego Star Wars: The Skywalker Saga <laughs> count as reading? I will yes. allow it. Yes. Okay, then absolutely. I've been reading a ton of that, and by reading, I mean kind of clicking through it because I mean, the 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 written dialogue is not what I'm here to here for for Have that you game. Turned it, turned on mumble mode yet? Uh no, I wanted to play through the whole like all the missions for because okay, Same. like I, I you know I was going before like when I pre-ordered the game I was a mumble mode purist you know I only played the first two Lego Star Wars games which were only mumbles like I never got to any of the later games like the complete saga or the uh, Clone Wars one where they had voice acting so I'm like oh I'll do mumble mode and then. I like saw. I think it was like the thing that uh, that changed my mind was like they're like yeah someone's like Leia switches from a British accent to an American accent like halfway through a No Hope like she does in the movie I'm like okay like that like <laughs> level of care yeah. like I would feel bad if I just missed all of the dialogue so Shelby Young I, I played a brilliant through Leia yes she is uh, I like I don't follow her but like her tweets have been popping up on my feed and she seems like she's having a blast with this game yeah so. I'm pretty sure that she uh, voiced Leia in Forces of Destiny too if I'm remembering correctly okay. she does a great job and she's definitely like super stoked about it which is always my favorite yeah. thing with Star Wars actors or voice actors is like Ming-Na Wen like when they just get like so oh, yeah. ex- ex- insanely excited it's about like, it I like bought us. all of the action figures of my character <laughs> yes 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 uh, we I love yeah. that type of stuff so I, so, I love seeing that I know Jake. I know Jacob. How how many episodes have you have you finished so far? Uh, as of about half an hour ago, all of them. All of them. Okay. Wow. All right. Emma, what about you? I know you're. I know you're also playing. Yes, I am playing. Unfortunately, I hit a, I hit a lull the last like four days here and hardly played at all because school got crazy. But I'm through like. I'm almost done with five, and I started at one. So okay, same yeah. here. Okay. I I started with with episode one, and I just finished episode uh, Return of the Jedi earlier today. So I'm oh, I'm, nice. I'm not that far ahead of that much farther ahead of you. Yeah, uh, it's been fun. Caleb, have you had a fun. chance to pick this up yet? I know I know you 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 can you game a little bit in your spare time, but I I don't know. Oh, definitely. But I I have not picked this one up. I think I want to wait just a little bit. You know, let you know, see if I can wait until I pick it up on a little bit of a sale. Sure. I don't know yet. I, I only buy video games on sale, and I just picked up another game that I have to play through, uh, yeah, Lost Judgment for the PS5. That's, that's like a 40-hour game that I have to, uh, that I want to go through, 50-hour game. Um, other than that, I'm, since I'm kind of doing the hipster thing here, I'll continue that trend. I'm not reading any Star Wars, but I am reading the 1967-68 novel The Lord of Light by Robert Zelazny. 
it's some uh, high level sci fi <laughs> here, and it's really, really good. I've like never heard about it until I saw like a list of like hundred greatest sci fi novels. It's like step slapped at like number thirty, number twenty on that list, and I just picked it up. Like, oh, this is really good. So if you're ever in the mood for some like really mind bendy, like almost fantasy sci fi. Uh, the Lord of Light by Robert Zelazny. I'm about two thirds of the way through, and I would encourage. This is it. your. So you're not your. This is your second so, like, major this... uh, uh, <laughs> classic science fiction book, right? Oh, yeah, like I go in rotations. Like I'll do a Star Wars book, then I'll like, you know step back, do some podcasts, and I'll do like a non Star Wars book. Step back, do some podcasts. I like to vary my uh, my feed up. Like I. Like, I do not want to burn myself out on Star Wars and read nothing but Star Wars novels as a mad dash to catch up. So, I'm taking my time. I'm, you know, enjoying the classics. You got like, it's just, like, you can't eat, um, you know, potatoes all day long. Well, okay, slow down there. You can. You can <laughs> yeah. eat potatoes every day. You can actually live Only if they have chives on them. I did not lie to you. Only if they have chives. Wait 45 seconds and that joke will make a lot more sense. <laughs> Only if you're on video, though. If you're, yeah, if you're, if you're an if audio you're on podcast, audio. you have no idea what we're talking yeah. about. Unless you're a hardcore Legends Look Back fan. <laughs> well, you know, if you're a hardcore Legends Look Back fan, you're probably also here. Just because, I like, we love the Living Force, but I think between us and, and Legends Look Back, we reference each other the most here, so... Yeah, I yeah, think yeah, so. yeah I would, we're, I would, we're both I would agree with I mean, that. They, yeah. they they stole the they stole the hot dog uh, Boba Fett, and we we kept uh, naked palps alive yes. for like a few months That's while true. they were trying to kill the meme. We we traded uh, memes uh, for a little bit. Like they convinced <clears throat> me honestly. Like I was the one that said hot dog Boba Fett in the first place, but I honest to God thought that it was a Legends Look Back thing remember. for the longest time because they said it so much. <laughs> And technically, we do uh, the uh, snowcat is technically a uh, living, force living force meme. So yep. we technically that's do right. reference every once in a while too. Well, that's because we weren't around when they first came up. <laughs> there, you there you go. There you go. All right, let's go ahead and take a quick break. And then when we come back, we are going to be talking about our favorite battles in Star Wars comics. So we will be right back. All right, we are back, and tonight we are talking about our favorite battles. And as Caleb had mentioned earlier in the show, that was pretty much all we said we were going to do. Go find your favorite battles in all of the Star Wars comics and write them down. So, with that little instruction, there was cl uh, apparently some, some differences of opinions as to what exactly the assignment was. Jacob, you said you had... Uh, you 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 were you thought that this assignment was going to be a little bit different than than it was, right? Uh, yeah. So my thought was, I'm like, oh, battles, like, you know, military battles. It's Star Wars, so we're talking about war here. Um, that is not what everyone thought. I think I'm basically the uh, Caleb was a little bit of a mixed bag, but I did like straight like military conflicts throughout comic books. Um. And uh, that's not what everyone else did. So, um, you know, we're going to it's going to be a nice little varied set here of what we're talking about. Yeah. Um, but hey, I think that I think that makes for a little bit more of an interesting show, if I do say so myself. Yeah. So I, I also for some reason, I thought that this topic was going to was our favorite space battles, as in like starfighters and like so that's where i went first my first choice actually starts there and then when i came this afternoon and started throwing in my notes i was like wait a minute some of these don't involve <laughs> space battles so i went back and reviewed the assignment no that 
I don't I don't know where I, I threw in the word space. So, yeah. So this is going to be all over the board. I'm doing it one way. Jacob's doing it another way. We're all this is this is going to be yeah. a very all across the board sort of show tonight. The question was definitely up for interpretation, and I'm glad that we all didn't have the same interpretation because that might have been a little boring. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. All right, so how do we? So right now we have all Jacob. I'm actually going to ask you this question because if you have any art queued up, that's 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 there's no art, so we can round robin okay, it if we want. So then let's all go around and um, pick one. I think we all picked three, right? I have two. You have two. I do as I have well. Emma has three. two. I have three. Okay. So start with Caleb and Tyler. There. Maybe? Okay. I don't know if that works, nice. but <laughs> then I will go. Right. I will go ahead and get started first. Then because I think this is probably the most memorable line and imagery in modern Star Wars comics, and of course that I am talking Darth Vader versus the Rebellion from Vader oh, down, one. number one and number number issue one and issue two. And this was why, when I started, like I said, when I started doing my research, I thought that we were doing space battles. I was like, oh, that's right. I remember this one. This has tons of space battles. There's actually 16 pages of nothing but Starfighter battles. The images the images are great. There's ships blowing up. There's dogfighting left and right. And then it continues to six, issues, excuse, six pages in issue one. And then the fight carries over to issue two, where there's five more pages of, of, of this battle. So you're talking 16. I was told there'd be no math. Uh, 27 pages of, of battles for just for this just this one just this one book. Uh, so yes, uh, obviously when it comes to the the imagery and uh, lines, I'm obviously talking about uh, the beginning. Uh, no, it's the end. I think it's the last line of issue one. Where the rebellion is telling Vader to surrender, you are surrounded, and he, of course, says, "I am surrounded by fear and dead men." And then the issue ends, and then it comes back, and he kills everybody. So, um, and also wanted to say, wanted to wanted to say this entire. If you haven't read Vader Down, this was one of the first crossover events uh, with Afra, with mainline Star Wars, and with Vader. And they do this; they they do the crossover thing very well. All the characters are in, are included in this. And they and it makes sense when they bring when, when they pop up. Uh, so very fun book. Uh, Vader Vader Down is, a, is is an excellent you know um, miniseries. Um, and this battle is like I said, got to be one of the most memorable uh, memorable battles in in modern comics. That is such a good pick that I'm mad at myself for not also picking it. <laughs> yeah, it's, I can't. I, I mean, I didn't. I didn't do my notes until around lunchtime today, and I was very surprised that this that this was still available. So I quickly wrote it down. So, all right, yeah, Caleb. Damn, that's a good one. All right, I have three picks here, and I kind of have them in in descending order. I start kind of big, then I get smaller, and then smaller. So should I go ahead and start with the largest scale battle, or start small and work my way up? I say go big or go home. All right, then let's uh, start from the top on a series that is good, but I feel underrepresented in our show. Not that we're doing anything wrong. It's just it has run its course. That is from the Poe Dameron series, specifically takes place in issues two and three. It's the Black Squadron's first dogfight against the uh, Imperial Remnant. Uh, It's just a really exciting dogfight between, I think it's just uh, three uh, X-Wings and an A-Wing versus an entire 
uh, First Order upgraded TIE Fighters. It's nice to see a uh, dogfight that's not in space, but it's actually in Atmo, in Atmosphere, uh, as the... Um, you know, as they're trying to do, like, the whole Cold War sort of thing of, we want the other team to shoot first at us, uh, or draw first blood, so therefore it's justified. Just a really great artwork from Phil Noto, with some really, uh, dynamic action shots. Really, there's a really fantastic splash page, which is, like, spiderwebbed out with, like, tr like, uh, like, uh, target signs, and, like, every little bit is a new little snippet of action. Just some, uh, fantastic artwork through that whole one. Yeah, I definitely agree. I like. I need to reread. I'm glad you brought this up because I definitely need to reread re Podamron. It's a very good, like, yes. solid series. Like, it's. It, I mean, it's like some of the. Uh, it's the most extensive treatment of the sequels we've gotten in comic form. Um, with you know, it's like 29 issues plus an annual. Which is I think. a crying um, shame, by the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, a, a right that needs to be wronged, and hopefully will in the next couple of years. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's fantastic. Like you said, it's cool. Like mix of like cold war and like dog like top gun dog fight kind of action and yeah like the the panel lines you said like some of like the most unique paneling in, in any like canon comic book by far uh like i like i know the exact page you're talking about where it's like a i think it's like a center kind of like reticle mm, and then like yeah. it spirals out where yes, like you see yep. like everyone's different um perspective and everything so yeah great pick I'm, I'm go ahead. We have a little side note for sh future show notes. I went ahead and put Poe Dameron Volume One <laughs> Roundtable. That's a yeah. fantastic idea. <laughs> Absolutely. Right. So that was my uh, when we first were talking battles. I'm like, ooh, if I want to do a space battle, that's the one I want. Even though, as I said, it's an Atmo battle, but I think we'll forgive my somaticness uh, here. Uh, who's next? Uh, Emma, Jacob. Uh, I can go next. Um, so this one was what immediately came to mind when I wrote this down on the schedule. I was like, I need to talk about this battle. So it's Darth Vader and the Grand Inquisitor. It's kind of like a, you know, like a two-part battle versus Jocasta New in Darth Vader 2017. This happens in number nine for the Grand Inquisitor, I think, and number 10 for Darth Vader. Might have gotten that mixed up. But generally, I, I think that's what happened. Uh, it's been a while since I've read it, but uh, it definitely stuck in my in my memory. That was by Charles Soule with art by Giuseppe Camincoli. Uh It was so badass. Like, I never would have thought that the little librarian <laughs> from uh, Attack the Clones, uh, who was such a jerk, honestly, to Obi-Wan, would have never thought that she was such a badass. I never really thought that she had a lightsaber either uh, or even knew how to fight like that. Um, so it was fun to see her actually fight um and, and honestly like she held her own between you know between the grand inquisitor and darth vader like yeah she's such a badass and um yeah that that fight sticks out as one of the wilder ones in canon to me because i don't think when like canon started up i don't think anybody thought that we were going to be getting like a jocasta news story like it's just so random but it's it's so good at the same time so that's definitely one that, that comes to mind as one of my favorites, for sure. I wish I was reading weekly when that battle happened. Because, oh, like know, you said, yes. to, see, to see that, to flip the page and see that battle would have yeah. been awesome. It, it was yep. funny for me because I, like, I hopped in, like, the first, I think, well, like, probably 2018, I read a few of, like, the early trade paperbacks of the canon series. Um, and, like, of, like, Darth Vader, Star Wars. And then... When Rise of Kylo Ren came out, I'm like, oh, that sounds so sick. I got to read that. And I was reading it. And, like, you know, we get to the scene where there's, like, the 
lightsaber rifle in the background yep. and so, like i saw like a post online like oh yeah like jacosta knew you used one i'm like excuse me who <laughs> what <laughs> is there another jocasta who i'm not aware of yeah that's i mean there's just so many memorable things that come out of just that i mean it, minor character major moment right there like everything about jocasta new mm-hmm. in comics is just is a major moment after another major moment it's awesome all right, uh, Jacob. Let's t- let's go next. over your yeah. first one. Yeah. So, like I said, I thought they meant military battles, and so mine's very different. And okay, if Jared is off work yet, here you go. Here's your legends moment of the week. Uh, it's uh, I'm referencing the Stark hyperspace war. Have anyone has anyone here heard of that before? Uh, I think I I skimmed a Wikipedia article like 12 okay. years ago. Okay, Tyler. No, no. I thought you said. No? I, I thought okay. you were mentioning Tony Stark, and I was like, what are we talking about here? No, not that Stark. Um. So it's a kind of a very interesting. I read it because, like, I, I mentioned on the show a few times now. I'm reading through like the old Republic series. It's re- issues 36 through 39, which is technically before it became Republic, but whatever, you know what it is. Um, and it's it, when I read it, it was very interesting because it, one, it's a military conflict, um, like a full-on military conflict in like the pre-Phantom Menace era, and two. There's a lot of striking similarities to the higher public in this conflict, which I thought was very interesting. So bas- the basic premise of it is um, the uh, Republic is um, engaging in trade disputes. Hold on. <laughs> I, like, you know, I don't want to lose you yet. Uh, between um, the Trade Federation and the Stark Combine, which is basically like an organized um, like syndicate of pirates. Still led by this dude named yeah led by this dude named stark um, Tony he not not that stark um basically so like the the jedi are overseeing the summit they all come together to hear have the pirates engage in talks with the trade federation and the um meanwhile this is pre-phantom menace so there's no standing republic military there's a tarkin i think that like is a hot shot and a senator and he secretly forms his own galactic mil like republic military um and wants to show it off while valorum who's still a senator is against it and anti-war he tries to crash the party with his makeshift army but stark has like hyperspace uh computer viruses that he uploads to all of their hyperspace computers <laughs> basically inter- interdicts the entire fleet sending oh. Most of them to like death, and then a bunch of others to this planet they're, that they're gathered on. So then the pirates jump in and just start destroying everyone. Like they all get wrecked, um, and then they get forced down to planet. They also can't communicate with anyone, um, and it's then it becomes like a war of attrition where they're getting bombed in caves for a while, and they can't communicate with the Senate. It's wild. Okay. Um, Plo Koon's there. He's like a big hero, of course, because, you know, who who doesn't love Plo Koon? Um, it's just very, you know, like having, yeah, like having hyperspace disasters leading into an all-out brawl with space pirates slash, um, like, raiders uh, is very high republic, uh, in my opinion. Obviously, this one came first by about 20 years, uh, but it was a pretty cool, pretty cool little arc, uh, and I, I definitely enjoyed it. It's very cool and very, very legendsy. I'm not I, yeah, I was yes. going to say, Caleb, <laughs> let's make sure we add this to the list of roundtable discussions because that's sounds yeah. awesome. I need to talk more it's, about it's, this. I think because I'm trying to think. I think you can probably read it without, like, just like as like a, a like you know taking a volume out and just reading it by itself because 
it's um like it has Quinn because it's like a flashback. That's how the story's presented, and it shows Quinlan Voss and um, Obi Wan meeting as Padawans and becoming friends. But it doesn't super rely on the past story of Quinlan Voss in the comics that came before. So I think you could probably just pick this up and read it by yourself. Um, but yeah, no, it was a, it was a it was a cool military battle, and yeah, again, like I, you know, I'm getting similar thoughts of like Martian Rowe and his grand plans as well. So. Yeah, that sounds yeah, that cool. sounds awesome. I'm I'm adding that to to my list of of old comics that I still need to get caught up on, uh, because that sounded that sounded interesting. So, all right, um, is it back around to me now? Yep. Uh, yep. All right, my second choice comes from Darth Maul, Son of Dathomir, number four, and this is the kind of climax of the entire miniseries, and that puts Maul and Mother Talzin against Dooku and Grievous and the Emperor. It is a dark side versus dark side, no holds barred, slugfest of a of a fight, and it is awesome. The coloring is fantastic. Um they there there's very dark lines and there's very there's there's shadows that are cast on 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 everybody's faces, which looks outstanding. Dooku ends up getting possessed by Mother Talzin. Um it's a the, the the whole arc is a matter of the emperor trying to conv- trying to make Maul do something that he thinks is outsmarting Maul, but Maul knows that the emperor is trying to outsmart him, so he's going to try to do something else. But Palpatine knows that Maul knows that the that that he knows, so it's a whole just mess of a, of, of 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 a comic. But it ends in this fight, and it is just everybody is there. Um, and Maul's emotions are amazingly captured in this in in, in this book. Um, the, his his not only is, is is he he's not just the angry, uh, you know, Sith you know person that uh, that 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 we see so that we've seen so often in, in in his early iterations. He really is genuinely concerned with Mother Talzin, and he loves Mother Talzin as as, as his own mother. So seeing her go into this battle and 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 have you know at, at some point in the battle that he kind of turns against her for a bit uh and seeing him at his emotion is just so awesome darth and darth maul is one of my favorite characters so this was a really really fun uh fun book and and fun battle for me to uh to use here uh because the, like i said when you've got five of the most powerful sith slash dark side users in all of star wars i mean you're gonna get an epic battle I think that comic is so underrated. Like, uh, no, we don't, we don't talk about it enough. It is so good. It's it's one of the first comics I read. Actually, I remember it very clearly, and it's great. The fights it, are great, and it, it's just it's so solid all around. It falls in such a weird spot because, like, you like there are endless debates online as if it's canon or legends or both. Um, I, I think we um, we definitely like i think we definitely consider it canon I at utini so. i don't know if we, i don't know if we consider it both was I, this that's the a, one that was dark horse that was printed by dark horse and then again it, it is by dark marvel? horse okay that's that's what i thought uh, it is dark horse and the trade paperback has been reprinted by marvel it was i think 2015 was yes, when it, it came was. out so it was po it was or it was it, it definitely came out before the first issue of star wars because I, I remember this when i made my like personal database of comics it might have been 2014, but it was right around that time, around the buyout, and it was based off like a canceled Clone Wars script. Um, it's complicated, but 
Um, I will. I'm gonna give a plug. One, of course, yes, I agree. Emma, underrated, fantastic comic, and the art style is like definitively dark horse. Yes. So for those people that like Legends comics and want more of that, read this. Um, uh, if you haven't, if you don't have, this is the Myths and Fables book from Galaxy's Edge. I was so mad I couldn't find um, that when I went to Galaxy's Edge. By the way, because it's it looks it, awesome. <laughs> oh, it is so good. You can if you're not at the parks, you can get on Shop Disney. Um, so the original version of the book had nine or six stories. Um, then there's a target version that had three more. And then there was the galaxy's Edge version, which had those plus another three. And this one has, it's called the unwilling apprentice. It is the story of how Darth Sidious, uh, finds Darth Maul and like brings him into becoming a Sith when he's like a child. And it is one of the, like this story, this short story in this, special edition theme park book uh and darth maul uh son of dathmere i think is one of the best like pairings in all of star wars like just those two together if you um like of like non like you know not part of a series they're you know they're completely separate stories but they go together so perfectly that it like absolutely blew my mind when i read the comic i read the comic second even though it came out before the book um But yeah, it's a it's an amazing pairing. Okay, that's another show idea. Is unlikely Star Wars yes. pairings. And and, and Justin <laughs> it, Justin in the chat does say that um, Clone Wars and the, the the original ending of Clone Wars did lead to this being turned into a comic. It led to Dark Disciple being turned into a into a book. So there's a there's there's a number of unused stories that were designed for that show. That got turned into, uh, you know, arcs in other mediums, and we are we are better for it because both of those, yeah. Dark Disciple, is an excellent, excellent novel. Uh, and this, if go ahead, yeah, it's like if you ever watched Clone Wars and were really confused as to what happened between to Darth Maul between the end of season five where he gets captured by Sidious and when he like pops up in season six or seven, uh, this is that, that's the story that this explains like, you know, how he's like, Oh, you're like, you know, if you're watching that show, you're probably, like, Oh, he's dead. Uh, and then suddenly he's back. Uh, this, this explains how that happens. Suddenly. Yeah. I don't know how. <laughs> Somehow Darth Maul has returned. <laughs> and he's done that at least like three or four times. So that's true. it's, it's not very on brand for Maul. <laughs> and yeah. well, Let's face it; it's on brand for a lot of Sith, I guess. <laughs> yeah. If you didn't see them die, they're not dead. Exactly. And even if you did see them die, they might not be dead. It's like they're still probably exactly. not dead, even if you saw them fall it, down a freaking reactor. Yeah. Shaft. Did they? Did, did they? Did they fall? They are alive. Yep. <laughs> that means Phasma's alive, which do. is awesome. So Phasma is is absolutely alive. It's just a matter of when we're going to see yeah. her next. No one yep. can convince we'll me otherwise. We'll see her show up with Mace Windu. <laughs> <laughs> the Phasma Windu oh, show. <laughs> All right, uh, Caleb, what's your what's your right. second second choice? Uh, pick number two. So we started with a a uh, up in disguise with a uh, dogfight as uh, Tie Fighters versus X Wing sort of classic there. Heel. Now we're getting a little bit more on the ground. I decided to go for a blaster fight, and this one, um, you know, it's having blaster fights in like video games and things like that is very engaging it can be a lot of fun in movies sometimes in comics it can be a little like well we have a panel shooting one gun and a panel shooting another gun but this one was a lot more uh, one-sided and was black kersantan versus the imperial garrison of yavin from afro number three 
Uh, there's nothing quite like seeing a Wookiee in his essentially natural arboreal uh, habitat, making you some some really heavy weapons, stalking, tracking, trapping. Just a lot of fun seeing Kersantin just wreck an absolute uh, path of destruction through ATSTs, scout troopers, and just as many uh, poor stormtroopers as he can get in his uh, line of fire. Yeah, anytime we can talk about Black Kersantin is is is, is a bonus on this show. So. Um. Yeah, that's awesome that you were able to that 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 we have him him in here. Was it the one that I actually thought that it was gonna if if we were gonna have a Black Crescentian battle? This wasn't the one that I thought it was gonna be. Um, but it uh, it is definitely definitely a memorable memorable. Uh, scene. Agreed. And, and by the way, um, I was updating some things um for Utini today uh, about like uh, upcoming releases, and I actually just noticed um uh, I totally. I don't even think I remember hearing about this, that there's a Black Chrysanthemum uh, one shot coming one-shots. up. Yeah. Yep. It um, is a recompilation of some yes. of his popular stories. So it's nothing oh, new. It's just they're okay. taking snippets that are like Dr. Aphra and Darth Vader and, I, and Star Wars yeah, and collecting them all okay, together. Because uh, I was going to say there's... I was gonna say there's probably gonna be some solid battles coming out of that, but I guess I mean not any more solid yeah, than we've already it, had. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> I think yeah. that's out on May the fourth. If I'm remembering correctly, did it lots get delayed? Of things have changed. Yeah, there's been well, a lot of delays. Um, I mean, come out, to be fair, everything is pretty much delayed. I was about to say it's it's weird that the clip show is getting delayed, but you know. Um, but I decided, the reason I decided to kill for this uh, blaster fight was, you know, Chrysanthemum has well known for his uh, love of brawling and gladiatorial combat. But I just like the scene, uh, him, I said, like, we often see, like, uh, you know, Wookiees on Kashyyyk and then elsewhere. But it's nice seeing him, like, stalking through the woods and remembering, oh, yeah, these are essentially giant Bigfoots who like to crawl up on uh, trees and are really good at being the apex predator in their local habitat. And, this whole uh, issue was essentially reinforcing that uh, Kersantin is the apex predator of Yavin at this moment. All right. Frank just posted a, a bunch of the uh, comic release date changes in Slack, which Frank go to bed. It's like 2 a.m. Um, <laughs> but it is it is of co- it is, of course, delayed. Uh, potentially, this is not confirmed. He has to check these, but uh, uh, it's showing it's a long uh, June 8th, June 8th. Uh, so push back about a month. So it's been. If you've been keeping an eye on things, it's been like, you know, 2021 and early 2022 have been rough for delays. It seems like it's getting worse somehow. It does. Like as I feel like I've been changing our little release schedule that we keep uh, in our software. I feel like um, I've been changing yeah, it weekly. Like weekly. Yeah. Legit. I think, you know, like, okay, so uh, I'll be quick about this because no one wants to hear this. Supply chain, people like throw that around a lot and it <laughs> be, you know, without really knowing exactly what it means. Um. But it's, you know, you can, it t- can take a very long time for a big hit to affect the market. So, like, if paper is being held up six months, you know, six months ago, it might take a long time to get through all the stages of production until you realize as a consumer that issue. So even though we're kind of on the other side, fingers crossed, of most of the worst things of the past couple of years, um, you might, you know, it, things still suck uh, as a consumer. <laughs> and, and we are all the, you know, the most gung-ho of consumers uh, as Star Wars fans. So, Absolutely. But. So all that to say is I don't care if you've already seen these Black Crescenton stories elsewhere, buy the new one shot whenever it does come out. Yeah, at the very yes. least, it'll be a cool cover. Yes, that's true. Exactly. It's a very nice cover. It, I looked at it; it's cool. 
might be collectible one of these days. All right, uh, who was after I me? Think I think Emma. Is it me? Oh, next. It Emma. Yeah. yeah. All right. This one I'm very excited about. So, I mean, I kind of had a little bit of a hard time. I mean, there's been so many awesome battles, right? So I kind of had a little hard time thinking of a, another uh, of a good second one. But once I got it, I was like, yes, this is the one. Um, so it is the Jedi and the Huts versus the Drangir in the Higher Public number eight. Uh, this is by Kevin Scott with art by Ario Anandito. And I mean, the like just talking about simply the art, first of all, it's just incredible. Like this huge like mm. spread. Uh, and um, yeah, like the colors even are amazing, which by the way, those are by Annalisa Leone. Uh, the colors throughout the series are fantastic. Um, yeah. And, and then, okay, so we've got Jedi, evil plants, Rancors, <laughs> Jedi riding Rancors, Huts, Huts working with the Jedi, and I'm pretty sure there's a Hut riding a Rancor, possibly. Uh, there's a lot of like Rancor riding. It's it's crazy. Um, this whole like this whole well the whole arc in general was insane, but in particular the spread was also insane. So uh, definitely yeah, also- sticks out in my mind, especially that Avar cover too. I don't remember if it was specifically yeah. issue eight, but it was great. Yeah, or was it, was it early? I don't know. Anyways, the also you had the sick moment of um, half Dringear skier like punching people with his veggie arm. Yeah. <laughs> it's oh, veggie yeah. arm. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Uh, Plus, you know, we got to see, uh, you know, was it Migra to Hut be essentially Mirga. half Iron Man with Mirga with the uh, with the power armor and just blasting people from her uh, like power she was skip like her of doom. battle chariot or yeah, it was. This it was it was this seems crazy. like in the brainstorming session. It's like, all right, hold on, hold on. Let me let me. You know, what if we do rancors? But hold on, not just rancors, huts riding rancors. And people are like, no, you can't. That you can't make that happen. And it's like that's. I just I would love to be a fly on the wall for that brainstorming session. It it's like they threw out all their ideas and then they just said yes to all yes. of them at the same time. <laughs> it's like well, challenge it's like, accepted. Hey, you know. You know, the Huts have a huge criminal and, like, actual empire. Like, how did they do that? How did they actually start with that? Well, maybe we should sh- show off, like, we've had muscly Huts and, like, big buff Huts, but now we need, like, an actual, um, uh, now we need actual, uh, you know, fighting Huts and shooting Huts again. So, I think that'll be, uh, I think that's gone a long way, and that's definitely a good pick here. So yeah. We got some cool huts between, you know, Miarga and Gracchus and Boku, aka Jacked Hut. Yeah, you know, they're 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 not all like Jabba, but most of them are. Um, I think that brings me to me next, which I have another military battle. Look at that! That's what I thought this time it was, and I was wrong, but that's okay. Um, this one is a canon one. I am sorry, Jared. Uh, it is the assault on Makota. So this was right after, you know, we've talked, Emma has talked endlessly about Mutiny and Moncala and how much she loves that. This is the, uh, this is part of the Hope Dies story arc, which directly follows it, which Mutiny Moncala is like the high note. And this immediately just like pummels it into the ground and is sad and depressing. Um, basically, the the rebels and Leia <laughs> convince the Moncal Amari to give them ships. Uh, and they're like, okay, well, these are merchant ships, so we need to put guns on them. So we take them to the space dock. Leia has made an alliance with Queen Trios, but it turns out uh, this is another like backstory, backstabbing, like hacking capital ship story. I guess now that I think about it, <laughs> um, 
because uh, Queen Trios, like, they go to these, like, space docks to put guns on these ships. Queen Trios is still secretly working for Vader. They hack all the ships to basically, like, lock them down completely. Like, um, the, uh, like, the, the, um... Oh god, the, the starfighter bays are locked, like they can't get their ships out, the communications are cut out so they can't talk to each other, like that like they're basically just sitting ducks. Vader jumps in, starts like just mowing down everyone. Uh it's bad. It is again the lowest of low after the highest of highs. Uh but there are some cool moments. You get Luke um drinking blue milk with his buddies in the ship uh cantina. And this is also the canonical birth of Rogue Squadron. Uh, like they're like they finally after like all this time they like managed to like reverse the hack somehow or I can't remember oh it was like they figured out that there's a safety mechanism that if you flew at the hangar bays from outside the ship the hangar bays would force to be open so someone would fly at it so you could then fly out something like I that thought, it wasn't when the nerd was tapping away at the computer and pushed up his glasses and said we're in yeah it's like hacker man's just like all right uh <laughs> but no. so they were able to finally get their ships out and they're like and luke and wedge had talked about how they were inspired by the story of Jin erso and they're like you know in honor of Ro- the rogue one their you know their uh shuttle that took them to uh scarif we're gonna be the rogue squadron so that's how that's how rogue squadron uh got started in canon and then you get to see it continue into empire strikes from a certain point of view few stories in that and then also hopefully we're going to get that movie sometime soon you know fingers crossed for celebration reveals but yeah sometime that yes. was my second battle sometime in the next few you know years we'll have to get some sort of update on it yeah. all right we're all i believe uh, uh, I think that yeah, we're back around to me. tyler so yeah so this one i think that i was i was you know staring at my at my at my trade paperbacks down here and i was kind of like looking at all looking at the spines and kind of thought what you know what pops out at me so this isn't necessarily a most memorable one but the black armor boba fett versus the pit warriors or nar Shaddaa from the war of the bounty hunter alpha i loved fett's uh black armor uh the uh i just pulled it up but there's a video playing over it the the penciler uh and inker from that issue are is steve McNiven. And the colorist is Laura Martin. I loved how his armor was almost like a matte finish. It didn't reflect anything. It was just very, very dark. And then you have him going against. You have the 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 spider like character, the the champion of uh, Ryman Lictor, uh, who he has to fight. And and it's just you don't normally see a lot of violence a lot of, a lot of direct violence in in star wars it's it's all assumed it's all happens off camera every you know lightsaber cut is cauterized immediately um but fett mows down a handful of people in this in, you know in this little you know in the, the in this issue leading to the fight with the the spider lady um and and i just i i loved the art of this book and i and i and i was thinking of, of this while while emma was talking i really like how we're talking about the art where we're featuring how the art looks in a lot in a lot of these selections because that does it, it doesn't get enough, it doesn't get enough credit uh you know how how an art can really how art can really change change how you see something but yeah it was just his black armor and it's just we've seen black armor before in vader but this was just a matte finish where you just didn't see anything and i just thought it was really really cool 
Yeah, I th- I think um if I remember correctly um uh it like he was like covered in like blood and yep. and gore for like for, like be- like it's like fast cutting between him with all these battles. Wait, yeah, well, he, and then yeah, he's dripping blood uh in one of the panels. I can't remember if it was a fight leading into the the I think it was the, the champion or fight. Maybe, or fight. It, that or it was like right after he finished, he's like going to collect his winnings and he's just like yeah covered it's just i I think what for me one of the cooler like the cool things about it was like the the first time i read it i'm like this is just like this is kotor i'm fighting i I, (laughs) I, i'm i'm fighting girl on two fingers here (laughs) i was thinking the exact same name i was going to i i I am the mysterious stranger yeah it is girl on two fingers yeah, I'm fine. I am the mysterious stranger. I am or Django Fett or Black Boba, Black Armor Boba Fett. But the other cool part is we got the um, we got the uh, oh uh, John Tyler Christopher actor. Is he the, he's the one that does the action uh, figure covers, right? I believe oh, yeah, so. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. We got the yeah we got the Black Armor Boba Fett action figure. I love those covers, is, you know, by the way. I think that they're like, I mean, they're I they're, get, they're they're done a lot, but you know. Yeah, there. It's like it's almost uh, it's almost not feasible to collect them all. Um, <laughs> but it's like it's just, it's just like and it's cool and like an enjoyable thing to just see them all. And I think they did do like a trade paperback of some of them a while back. Uh, I, the only one I have is my Keeve one because again, it's the closest thing we have to a higher public action figure. Unfortunately, <laughs> I love that. That's so. the reasoning behind it. That's <laughs> yeah. Great. It's like all right. So all right, that's those are Caleb's my choices. Let's go to Caleb for his last one. Oh, the last one, and the last one of this whole issue, uh, this whole sort of thing. So again, recap. Uh, Dogfight. Blaster fight in ground level. Now we're going underground, and we're going to be talking about uh, pretty much a two-person duel. Uh, This one was something we talked about not terribly long ago. It was Ben Solo versus Ty from the Rise of Kylo Ren issue Excellent choice. the, The lightsaber duel there. And you know, we often like to see very flashy and expressive lightsaber fights, and those are great. And we got a good deal of that here. But it was also a lot more emotional of a battle. Like, it was essentially a battle, to be very poetic here, about Ben Solo's soul. It's like, is he going to do the right thing and let his friend live and try to save him? Or is he going to fall to the dark side and kill him? And essentially he falls to the dark side. And that was such a a pivotal moment in his character that we got to see expressed through the violence and action of a one-on-one lightsaber duel. It was cool because you got to see like so many really good, um, like there's a, a panel where you see uh, Ben Solo specifically holding his lightsaber in front of his face uh, and his like natural guard that he adopts throughout the rest of the uh, movie. So some really good callbacks to that one, you know, kind of a fun, engaging, uh, fight as it goes through like the mining tunnels and ends in a giant crystal cavern you know when i was thinking of what's a good lightsaber duel that's the one that i thought of that comics represented really well in this series it's funny because i also think of that as a good lightsaber duel but it's it's interesting because i don't really think that what was her name ta ta ty his name yeah. oh his yeah. yeah okay i keep thinking it's the girl. See, yeah, you're thinking of Vo. Shy? Okay, Vo. Yeah, Vo is Vo is the black woman. Ties the bald white guy, and then Hennix is gotcha. the corn. Well, and actually, this kind of proves my point of what I was about to say is like it's funny because these characters are not memorable at all, but their lightsaber battles are so good, 
and that's Ty funny is the one because with ex- the like emotional connection to Kylo. Yes, Correct. but excuse you, my boy Hennix, I will not forgive <laughs> that slight. He's the only. Hennix he's is the literally Quirin, like right? the. O- yeah, he's like literally the only good Corn ever in Star Wars. It's true. I ever. Mean, oh no, they're all I was evil. Thinking- Okay, I was going to say not the one with the sweater, but that was a Mon Calamari, so never mind. Don't listen to yeah, me. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, when, so, when we do this again, we're definitely going to have to put more parameters on this because we could do space battles. We could do lightsaber battles. We could do, like, there are so we many We could do, battles. like, three separate episodes with really, one of each really category. Really, we really could because there's, there's so, I mean, and, and I, I think every one of ours except for Jacob's first came from canon from canon yeah yeah i I got the one legends pick so again my friends on thursday evening you're welcome so yeah there's there's so many ways we can we can cut this this topic up and 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 re and redo it not have to not repeat anything between going back into the to the legends canon our legends uh books so uh this was fun this was uh, you know we didn't even touch in things like uh like the high republic adventures or uh Nothing from Afra for the. I think this is the first time that we've ever had a general uh, sort of uh, 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 topic. Uh, I mean, I know that you. I know that we talked about uh, Chrysanthemum in the Afra book, but this. I think this is the first time that we've had a general topic where Afra wasn't wasn't part of the the discussion. Yeah, I think that that's because honestly, like Afra stories feel a little bit more character driven than action driven, and I think it's good that we have kind of that that mix of. You know, it, it's good to have a balance and not have all of them be pew pew pew, and to have a you know more more human side too. So, oh, you said the pew pew pew, and I just got to that part in Lego Star Wars, and it's just re- nice. I just that's that's all I'm thinking about. <laughs> so, all right, well, that was a, a great topic for everybody, uh, Emma. Before we wrap up the show, why don't you uh, tell us what is coming up on the calendar for the next few our for our our sister shows? Yeah, uh, well, for us, first of all, next week, um, we have an Ario Anandito artist spotlight. You know, we love our artist spotlights. Can't wait to do this one, especially because I was just talking about how I love the art in the High Republic. Um, and then tomorrow on Legends Look Back, they are discussing the Han Solo trilogy part one, although I believe that is subject to change based on a few things. So uh, that is uh, kind of slightly TBD, maybe. We'll see. Uh, and then Monday on The Living Force is uh, all about Star Wars celebration preparation. So you know that Tyler and I will be tuning in there and uh, anybody else planning on going to celebration should as well. And also just in general, I think it's cool. You know, I, I think it honestly applies. I mean, I, I can't actually say this. I've never been to a con, but I would imagine that it applies to a lot of cons anyways. So oh, yeah. that'll be a fun discussion. So yeah, definitely tune in to all of those. All right. Well, then I think that is going to do it for this week's episode of The Cosmic Force. Don't forget to like and subscribe to the show right here on YouTube, where you can hear us live every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern. We also encourage you to subscribe to our audio version on whatever podcast platform you listen to. You can also follow us on Twitter and tweet at the show at Cosmic Force Show to stay informed about Star Wars comics happenings or follow the hosts individually. I'm at Ty Rags. Emma is at Irma Jedi 26. Caleb is at Caleb, Caleb Lamanek. And Jacob is at Jacob Bosch. For reviews, articles, and news for the rest of the Expanded Universe, be sure to visit utd.com. We also encourage you to join our UTD Discord community by going to utd.com slash discord. And you can also help support the show by heading to patreon.com slash and start receiving exclusive perks starting at just $5 a month. A special thank you to OKNDAR, Brian Dooley, Earl Q, Patrick Ortiz, and Carl Sander on our Jedi High Council, 
as well as Matt Bellington, Elizabeth Cloutier, Freddie C., and Sally and Chris Eilerson on our Alliance High Command for their continued amazing support. Thank you again to Emma, Caleb, and Jacob for hosting with me tonight. And thank you to everybody who was in the chat. Uh, and a special thank you to all of our listeners, wherever and whenever you are joining us. We truly appreciate all of your support. We hope to see you next week, but until then, may the Force be with you. Thank you.